This episode of Locked On Aggies is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto part customers online for the past 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck and write Locked On in the How'd You Hear About Us section so they know we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com is the place to be. It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network. Talking all things Texas a and Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Lockdown Aggies presented by the Lockdown Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, and Miles Garrett just got paid. The former Texas A&M all-star pass rusher will be staying in Cleveland for the long haul as the Browns offered him a five-year, $125 million contract extension. We're going to be breaking all that down on today's episode, but before we begin, make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. At Mr. Cole Thompson, I am the host of the show, and I love public feedback. Anything you can do to make this show better in quality, purpose, sound, all the infrastructures all added together. I love your personal feedback, so give me a follow at Mr. Cole Thompson, and secondly, at Locked on Aggies. Locked on Aggies is your number one source for all things Texas A&M related content found around the 12th band here on LOPN. So give us a shout out, give us a follow, like us on iTunes, like us on Spotify, and if you can't do any of that, listen to us live on LockedOnPodcast.com. So here's a little story for you to talk a little bit about Miles Garrett. Back in 2017, with two future Pro Bowl quarterbacks on the board, the Cleveland Browns went another way, deciding to go after a pass rusher instead of a pocket passer. And so far, the 2017 first overall pick who hails from College Station has lived up to the hype and recently was rewarded for his attributes over the past three years. Miles Garrett's contract extension with the Cleveland Browns contains $100 million in total guarantees, the most ever paid by a defensive player according to league sources, with $50 million guaranteed at the signing. So when name hit paper yesterday afternoon, Miles Garrett automatically got $50 million. He now is playing for $75 million after that. The Browns pass rusher signed a record-setting five-year extension on Wednesday afternoon. The team did not close financial terms, but sources told multiple people that the deal would be worth up to $125 million, with $25 million as the average salary, which also is a record for a defensive player. Not just pass rusher, but defensive player. It's actually the third highest number for a player outside of two quarterbacks, one being the deal that was done just before a couple days ago with... Patrick Mahomes. Before taking over as the new highest paid pass rusher in the league, that honor belonged to Chicago Bears' Khalil Mack, who previously was paid a salary of $23 million and guaranteed money of $90 million. The extension will keep the former number one overall pick at, and the former Aggie in Cleveland through the 2026 season when he will turn 30 years old. Garrett, who is 24, entered the offseason with two years left on his rookie contract after the Browns picked up his fifth-year option. So keep in mind, the Browns aren't paying him until 2022. So they're paying through 2022, 23, 24, 25, and 26 while still paying him on his rookie deal right now. 
In 2017, the Cleveland Browns bet on me, Garrett said in a statement released to the team. This city quickly became my home and these people quickly became my family. I am eternally grateful for this opportunity, the support of my friends, my family, the organization, my teammates, the fans. I cannot go on forever. But even that wouldn't be enough time to express my gratitude. I'll say this. Keep betting on me, Cleveland, because I won't let you down. Now, let's get to work. Miles Garrett, the player, has some stipulations, I think, to his name. Miles Garrett, the person, is an all-around good guy. Any single person who ever has worked around College Station or in Cleveland has said that Miles Garrett is nothing short of just a stand-up quality guy. And for a deal like this to come to him says a lot about his character, says a lot about his demeanor, says a lot about his personality. But you also have to keep in mind some of the flaws that come with his overall game. Last season alone, he was fined three times on three different occasions for hits. Week one, because of the hit against Delaney Walker, I think it was a $45,000 fine. Week two, what was, in my opinion, the least of the concerns, because if it was a clean hit, but apparently it was just a little too late, the hit on Trevor Simeon that took him out for the remainder of the season, he was fined, I think, $23,000 with that. And then the week 11 debacle with Mason Rudolph. That was a big deal. That was a very big deal that unfortunately cost him a season where he probably would have been in the running for, I think, defensive MVP. Keep in mind that before that game, he had 10 sacks on the year. He was, I think, second in the league tied with Shaq Barrett at the time for sack totals. And Barrett ended up taking home the award for the most sacks last season because of he had no one to go up against. It was literally for what seemed forever, him and Garrett battling it out week in and week out, who's going to be leading at the end of the week in sack totals. That's how it felt, and Garrett lived up to expectations immensely. He was nothing short of impressive as a pass rusher. He got better as a defensive run stopper. When you look at his totals since joining the league, he's become one of the more dominated defensive pass rushers in the NFL. He's averaged over 8.2 sacks in three seasons per game. That ranks him fourth in the league in sack totals. But you also have to bring up the hit. He was suspended the final six games last season for hitting Mason Rudolph with the quarterback's helmet during a skirmish at the end of the November 14th game. He had 10 sacks in 10 games up to that. He was reinstated in the NFL this past February. But overall... That was one of just three separate occasions where he's been in trouble. If the Browns are betting on him to be healthy, that's one thing. If they're betting on him not to be suspended is another. This is a deal that is a risky, but it's a deal that's worth making. Because when you have a pass rusher like Miles Garrett, someone who is dominated at the collegiate level, And even though he wasn't Rookie of the Year as the number one overall pick, he was a quality player in his first season and only got better over time. He would have easily beaten his 13.5 sack record from 2018 if he had played a full 16 games. So is the deal verified? Absolutely. The only question I have for Garrett is... With the NFL moving to a more relaxed style of play to where quarterback hits 
are viewed as near, I won't say death sentences, but an immediate fine. And you look at the way they are protecting players more and more. Will Garrett's hits continue to cost him more money week in and week out? Will it cost him suspensions? Will it cost him fines that cost the team a chance at the postseason? All those things have to add up. But I have no problem after three years saying that Miles Garrett is not deserving of a contract extension. He's done it since his days in College Station. He's been nothing short of a standout player outside of that one incident. He has been a huge advocate for kids across the country. And he's been productive. The Cleveland Browns, just to give you a heads up, have only signed one other first-round pick to an extension since 2010. That was Joe Hayden. He's the second. It's very safe to say, in my opinion, that Miles Garrett has immediately lived up to the expectation. You know what sometimes doesn't live up to expectation? That would be car dealerships trying to rip you off for a new price. That's why I use rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business that has been serving auto park customers online for the past 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, to tail lamps, motor oil. So whether you're doing a classic redo or for your daily driving car, get everything you need from just a few easy clicks. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write in Locked On on the How'd You Hear About Us page so we know that we sent you. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. rockauto.com is the place to be. We recently had an interview with Locked On Browns host Jeff Lloyd talking about the Miles Garrett contract extension. So we're going to be going back and looking at what could be the future at the pass rushing position in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, let me get your opinion on something. Do you love quality podcasts surrounding your favorite sports teams on a daily basis? If so, listen to a Locked On Podcast. The Locked On Podcast Network has over two dozen college sports shows representing your favorite conference, plus every team covered in the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, and up-to-date information to keep you posted for fantasy sports. Go visit us on iTunes, subscribe on Spotify, and if you can't do that, listen to us live on LockedOnPodcast.com. Earlier this month, we did an interview with Jeff Lloyd of Locked On Browns, and we spoke a lot about what was going to happen with this Miles Garrett contract extension. I think a lot of people knew that the former Aggie was going to earn his stripes, get a new deal done before the end of the year, mainly because of when you don't nail first-round picks, the way that Cleveland has done horribly since their expansion in 1999 you are going to keep the ones that are really good. So Jeff and I actually broke down what we thought the asking price was, and here was his thoughts on the situation. 
Well, I mean, you also keep in mind there was some time he missed as a rookie, as a rookie. So not only did he miss the six games, you know, in year three, he missed some games as a rookie as well. So you know, you can you equate that out. And the numbers on he's on pace. I mean, he's had more sacks at this age at this pace than Bruce Smith. You know, players of that ilk here. Um, you know, the age he's still young, not even twenty four years old yet. He won't be that until December. So you're going to get a fourth NFL season out of Miles Garrett while he is still going to be under 24, you know, for most of it, he's going to be under 24 years old. He's in the prime position. Um, you're going to, I mean, if you you equate in what it looks like, you know, the TV money and what looks what it looks like the cap's going to go, you know, Max Steele now is almost going to look ancient as it was going to, you know, it's going to be two, three years ago at this point. So you, you figure, you know, per year you throw 10 million guaranteed onto it. So, you know, it takes you up to 70, then it takes you up to 80. Um, if you really want to get this done you, you and you want to get it done quickly, um, and if you were the Browns, you do want to get this done quickly because you have the fear of the price is only going to get higher. So if you're going to talk somewhere between 80 and $90 million, um, you, know, you want to call it at 85, you know, that, that type of number are guaranteed here. And, you know, the way they have this regime is leveraged contracts. Um, they've kind of done it, you know, like you look what they did with Jack Conklin. They've done it where it's, hey, we'll give you a whole bunch of money right now. And we have the opportunity to go back in a year or two, three years and see where we're at. And you know what? If we got to redo it again, we'll, we'll redo it again. Or if this isn't working out with you at this position on this team, you can go somewhere else. You still have value. Um, so I, I think they're going to they're going to try to play it both ways here. They're going to try to satisfy Miles for the meantime. You know, next couple of years with as much guaranteed money as he and his agent Bud Adams feel comfortable with, and maybe giving everybody an escape hatch, like you said, if he wanted to go move on, or it, it just wasn't working out here any longer or his price tag just became too high for a team that maybe wasn't succeeding. But you're, you know, I, I'd figure 85 million guaranteed is, is, is a rough number probably at this point. Um, and, and probably part of it is due to his age. Um, Cause Khalil Mack, when he was going through this, he was not, you know, just turning, you know, like he wasn't 23 and a half years old. He was almost two years older. That's what gives miles the probably prime advantage here is the fact that he is still just a pup as far as NFL you know, age is concerned. So Jeff said that the guaranteed money was going to be about $80 million. You can throw on another 20 to that. That just shows how much respect the organization has for Garrett. But I think it also shows, as Jeff pointed out, that number is going to rise. We're looking a lot at the new deals that have been going on in the NFL. And the biggest one right now is Patrick Mahomes. 10 years, $503 million. That is a half billion dollar deal for a quarterback. So while Miles Garrett is not going to be a half billion dollar pass rusher, what you're looking at is if it's a 25 million deal, so five years, 25 million. If he's a double digit sack leader, all five years, that's a win because you break down the math, you're paying roughly about $2.5 million per sack a season. Now let's just say that that's just with 10 sacks. If you do the math again and you go to, I don't know, let's just say 16. He has 16 sacks. It's $1.5 million per sack. At the end of the day, sacks are the most one of the most important stats on the field because if it adds pressure, it puts a player back. Usually you're at least six, seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. So now you're looking at instead of a first and 10, you're looking at a second and 17 or a second and 22 or a third and 28. Those add up. Those numbers add up and they cost drives for offenses. Then you look at his run total. If he's able to get, I don't know, 17 tackles for losses. If he's able to get 48 tackles on the year, 50 tackles on the year, 6 tackles on the year. And 
a fifth, I mean, a third of them are either sacks or tackles for losses. That is a huge bonus for your team. So in my opinion, Miles Garrett, this could be a steal contract depending on his development. Now, as Jeff mentioned, a lot of what Cleveland's doing, especially with Andrew Barry, is they're restructuring deals. So let's just say he struggles. I don't know, he'll be 25 when his rookie deal's done, so you have five years left. Let's say at age 28, he's not the same pass rusher. He's only tallied, I don't know, let's say 20 sacks in a total of four years. That's not what you want for a $125 million guy. You could then cut ties with him. He can go to a defense that probably fits him better at this age. Maybe won't get that massive contract, but he'd at least probably get 20, 30 million for two years. And he somehow rejuvenates his career before he's 30 and then gets another contract after that. Miles Garrett right now is in a very good spot because he hasn't entered his prime yet. So for them to get a deal done for $125 million, which while is the highest paid for a pass rusher in the NFL because of guarantees and all that, is still less than Khalil Mack. If he can live up to that expectation, this is a win for Cleveland immensely. Because eventually, as that cap continues to rise, they're going to be offering a lot more money. And I think outside of the quarterback position, which you're going to see get offered $200, $225 million for seven-year deals, you're going to start seeing a lot of that. Pass rushers are next, and I won't be shocked to see a $200 million pass rusher in the next few years, especially when you look at some of the names. Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. There's a ton of names out there that easily could be in the conversation for a $200 million pass rusher. So for Miles Garrett to only get $125 million, that's a big win for Cleveland. So while we talk predictions right now, looking ahead at what Miles Garrett could live up to, we're going to be breaking down our thoughts on what he will do season by season when we come back in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Cole Thompson here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M. Guys, make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, and you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. Miles Garrett's new $125 million extension will keep him in Cleveland through the 2026 season. So let's break down our thoughts on what he's going to do during that time. How many all pros will Miles Garrett have? I'm going to go with four. I think from now until the end of his time on that 2026 deal, you're going to see him develop into one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Because as everyone's getting a little older, it's time for the new names to come in. So even though you have legends like Terrell Suggs, Von Miller still in the NFL, you're going to be looking at the Miles Garretts, the Nick Bosa's, the uh, Chase Young's. I think you could even throw in the TJ Watts of the world. JJ Watt is no longer a big time name. So these are going to be the guys who are going to be seen on the all pro level. I think with Garrett, depending on what the schedule looks like past this season, is in a good spot to be one of the sack leaders consistently on a yearly basis, which would put him in all pro consideration. I'm going to go with four from now until the end. Now, how many of those are first team and second team? I don't know. 
Maybe it's three and one, maybe it's two and two, maybe all four first team all pros. But I think in the next five years, six years, really, you will see him be on at least four all pro teams. How many Pro Bowls does he make? This is a simple one. I think as long as he is healthy, so I must say he's healthy every single game, he will be a Pro Bowl every year. So from now until 2026, he will make the Pro Bowl six times, 100%. He's too good of a pass rusher. He is too well represented in Cleveland. If fans still have a vote in who gets to go, he will always be in the top consideration. I don't see him being anything less. The only way he doesn't go to a Pro Bowl is if he elects to sit out or the team goes all the way to the Super Bowl. But I don't see him missing a Pro Bowl. So I'm going to go six. How many times will he lead the NFL in sacks? I'm going to go twice. The way that the NFL is right now, there's so many great pass rushers out there. And there's always an older name that kind of sticks around. Lorenzo Alexander, a few years ago, at 35 years old, was number two in sacks. You're always going to see someone be up there. J.J. Watt, if if he can stay healthy, is a double-digit sack guy still. Von Miller is going to have Bradley Chubb coming back on the opposite side. That's going to take a lot of pressure off of him. He's going to be up there. I think you're going to see even, I guess you could say older guys, Melvin Ingram be successful. I think you could see guys like Jerry Hughes in Buffalo be very successful. I don't think that there's a limit of what you can say, but I do think he will lead the NFL twice. I think that that last year he would have led the NFL in sacks, the way he was producing. I think it will be between him and TJ Watt for a while as the top two. I think Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa will be in the conversation, but a little bit down the line. And I think that Every year, it's going to be the TJ Watt or the Miles Garrett story. And the NFC North, AFC North, my bad, is going to be winning consistently in that category. But I think on average, the two of them are going to be double-digit sack teams. So that leads to my next question. How many seasons will Miles Garrett finish with 10-plus sacks? Over the next six years, I will say five. I think that there will be one year of regression, whether that be this year because of not as many games with COVID-19, whether that be because of problems with maybe him getting injured. I don't want to go all in and say he's going to be 6-for-6 with double digits in quarterback hits. So I'm going to go safe and go 5 because I think that that gives him time to develop. He has a down year, but then he comes back with 8, and then he goes to 14. Well, it evens out to 10-10, and or 11-11. and You go to... You know, you go from, I don't know, let's just say you have nine one year and the next year you have 18. Well, you really have almost 14 sacks per season. So that doesn't hurt your average. I'm going to go with five. Five for Garrett is a very sound number. How many times will he win defensive player of the year? I'm going to go once. You still have Aaron Donald in the league. You still have the likes of Khalil Mack. You still have... Joey, Nick Bosa, Chase Young is going to be a threat. I think J.J. Watt maybe could at least be in the conversation. T.J. Watt is definitely going to be up there. And just keep in mind, last year they gave the award to a cornerback in Stephon Gilmore. So if we're including corners and defensive backs in the award, maybe Jamal Adams wins it one year. Maybe Tredavious White, same draft class, wins it one year. Maybe Kevin Bayard in Tennessee wins it one year. 
I don't think there's a limit now to just saying, oh, pass rushers and quarterbacks are going to always win offensive and defensive players of the year, especially when you're starting to see the progression of defensive backs and wide receivers becoming more important to the NFL. So I'm going to go with one. I think that he'll be in the running every single season, but I think right now, one is a safe bet. How many times will Cleveland go to the postseason because of their defense? If he's healthy all six years, I'll go three. I think this year they have a shot. I think a few years down the line, depending on the development of Baker Mayfield, they have a shot. I think so that would be next year. And then I'd give them one more year. If they don't have Baker develop, which again, this is an offensive league at the end of the day. If Baker doesn't develop, I would say Miles Garrett is a star on a 7-19 consistently. And he's used to that already. Since entering the NFL, he's been on an 0-16 team, he's been on a 6-10 team, and he's been on a 7-8-1 team. He's been in the consistency of middle ground. But I think that even if they draft a quarterback, that quarterback has to be great, better than Baker ever was. And then I would say for sure three. But I'm going to go three. I think they go this year for sure. How many times will they go to the Super Bowl? Zero. I mean, if we're going off just Miles Garrett being the disruptor, they're going to zero Super Bowls. The offense needs to be the reason why a team is good. But I do think that the defense could be a big vantage point for crappy quarterback play. Keep in mind that last year, up until the end of the season, New England was going to be the number one seed once again. That was all because of the defense. The offense was crap. They didn't have anything going for them. So Baker Mayfield is a below average quarterback, but the defense is making plays specifically because of Garrett. Maybe, maybe I think that they could go to one Super Bowl, but I'm not going to go past that because at the end of the day, it's an offensive run league. If your offense is good, you're going to go far. If your defense is great, you're going to go even further. But if you don't have that offense, you're not going to go anywhere. Finally, how many sacks will he accumulate over the six-year period? I'm going to go with 65. Because when you look at 65 and you divide it over six years, it's 10.8 sacks a season. So if I think that he's going to be a double-digit sack guy consistently outside of one year, this puts him at 10 per season. So say he has one down year, but he makes up for it. It averages out to that. So 65, I think, is a very sound number. And if you add it, 65 plus the 30.5 that he has right now, that's 95.5. That put him five below 100. And keep in mind, he'd be 30 years old at the time, and there's only two active players in the NFL right now with 100 career sacks. Von Miller and J.J. Watt. Both are going to be considered Hall of Famers, in my opinion. Both have done enough to be in that conversation And he's halfway to Bruce Smith's total. He'd be halfway there before he's 30. I think that also plays a massive factor into it. So 65 is my bet. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Aggies. Make sure you're following us on social media at Mr. Cole Thompson and at Locked on Aggies. And make sure you listen to our sister shows at Locked on Pac-12, Locked on ACC, Locked on SEC, and Locked on Big Ten. 
Tomorrow, the SEC still is looking to complete a full 12-game season, and perhaps the best way of doing so is by meeting up with one other Power 5 conference. Now, what Power 5 conference would be willing to do that? Make sure you listen tomorrow as we break down the stipulations. We'll see you then. And remember, big and y'all, this has been Locked on Aggies, presented by the Locked on Podcast Network.